Hey bosses, this is Rianne and this is Ellie and you're listening to the Be Your Own Boss podcast. Grab a beverage, it's time for BYOB. Hello everyone, hello bosses and welcome back to another episode of the Be Your Own Boss podcast. We're so excited to have you here today and to have an amazing guest. In today's episode, we're speaking with Lauren Page, who is a mindset and business coach. But before we dive in to the good part of this episode and being able to talk with Lauren, we thought we should catch up a little bit. So yes, it's always good to come back after like a busy week to settle into some conversation. And we hope that this is like a fun space on the internet for you to tap into, whether you are feeling really jazzed about this week or you're maybe feeling a little low energy. That is okay. You are welcome here because We're here to elevate your life and inspire you to be the CEO of your life. So we're glad that you're here and we hope that this is a little safe space on the corner of the internet for you. Mm -hmm. So super excited about today's episode. We're recording this in real time so that we try to keep everything as updated as possible when it comes to what's happening in our lives. But it was an amazing episode with Lauren talking about life, business, so many great topics that I feel like are so applicable and transferable to so many different people in different scenarios. And also a great reminder to always be asking yourself through all these crazy times and crazy topics is how am I really? And that is one way that we are loving starting off our episodes this season two is asking each other, how are you really? So Rianne, how are you doing this week? How are you really? It's been kind of a crazy week or day because there has been like crazy rainstorms here in San Diego. And if you're a San Diegan, you're just like really not used to that. Um, But yeah, there was a flood warning today, um, a bunch of crazy things happening with the weather, but it should go away by um, tomorrow, I think, and the rest of this week, which is good because we move in to our new apartment on Friday. We get our keys on Wednesday, but it is officially move-in week. I'll be getting the keys on Wednesday and then moving in Friday. So super excited. Yes. um, Malik has a day off on Friday. So we are renting a U-Haul to like take the mattress, take like some of the big furniture pieces over um, while just like packing the rest of the stuff up in my car. So I'm super excited. I am like itching to get into the new space already and kind of like spruce it up and make it our own. So I'm very excited. It looks very cute. Rian and I love to mock up our spaces and we kind of like share a Canva account and I, I can see the vision and I'm so excited to see it come <laughs> to you. life. It's Thank so cute. Thank you, Ellie. You have been inspiring me to make those mock-ups because it, it is so, oh, you can see like, if you're watching this, you can see my Home Depot boxes stacked in the back. But <laughs> um, it's been so fun to just like play around with the vision to see mm-hmm. like what vibe fits with one another. Like you're so right when it's like, kind of making your vision come to life and you really need to see what fits the vibe in each with like each of the pieces so um last week we went and got a couch which is super exciting um a big adult purchase so now i've just been kind of looking on pinterest and like making digital mock-ups with other pieces of furniture to see like what would fit in the space and ellie has been helping me out because i've never shopped for a rug before i know that might sound kind of weird to people but like i've never shot for a rug in my life i 
I definitely don't think that's weird to never to have never purchased a rug before because you know I feel like that's not something you always have in a space. But yeah, I've always had just nice. like a carpeted space or mm-hmm. uh, my previous roommate. Shout out to Garrett. He was like the pro interior designer. Our last yes. apartment looks like so good, right out of a Target catalog. So he de- did all the rug decorating and other decorating as well. So um, I'm trying to pull inspiration from what i've seen but Mm -hmm. my knowledge is very limited so the mock-ups have been very helpful (laughs) they look great i can't wait to see it come together and that's so exciting i hope you guys have good weather for moving and that the rain goes away so yeah sending all the weather good vibes your way Thank you. I hope so too. It's, it should be able to clear up, but yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, some other news that's going on is like doing Canva and mock-ups and like Pinterest surfing has kind of been like my social media lately because I've actually challenged myself to go on a social media cleanse. Last week when I was feeling sick and not really doing well, I felt like I was kind of going through a little bit of a mental health thingamajig as well. <laughs> a little mental health speed bump as well as a physical health speed bump. And I realized that with all the things going on in my life and um, trying to keep myself busy, I realized that like I kind of pressure myself to constantly stay busy. And even if it's not like traveling, I'm constantly doing something. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I haven't really let my mind rest lately and haven't been super intuitive with how I'm letting my thoughts come through and part of that is actually just being like in the unknown and kind of the uncomfortable territory of like not knowing what I want to do with my life and not knowing what like that purpose is which I know is something that is like a big daunting question that we don't just get an answer to we kind of have to figure out but instead of like sitting with my own thoughts and being kind of uncomfortable with the thought I would turn to social media and start just like scrolling for hours and hours and being more involved in other people's lives instead of my own Hmm. so that kind of just raised a red flag for me when I started like comparing other people comparing my life to other people Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even like a negative thing it was like a positive thing where like I admired these people that I was like comparing myself to but I just found myself getting into a negative headspace of like why am I not there like why Mm -hmm. am I not at the places they are and um I just want to say that like if that's something that you're thinking about and if that's something that you're going through um these seasons of lives these seasons of our lives are very prominent especially I feel like in your mid-20s. So people talk talk about like the quarter-life crisis and I absolutely think that's so real. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that there is a benefit to just like taking a step away. And I don't even, I've kind of lost track of how many days I've had not had my social media anymore, but like it's just been kind of fun to not turn to something. Um, I even, I didn't like delete my account completely. I just deleted it from my homepage and I find myself mm-hmm. picking up my phone, going into my homepage and then seeing the apps not there. And then I would like remind myself in my mind, like, oh yeah, you don't, you don't need to scroll. You don't need to turn to that right now. So that's been really nice to just like let my mind relax. I can kind of, I've been already feeling the mental benefits already from it to just have some space to think my own thoughts and Mm -hmm. to not have such a like negative outlook on things 
and just not be so hard on myself. Mm-hmm. So that that has been really helpful. And to fill my time, I have been reading Living the Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I'm joining a book club that Kelsey is doing um, for the month of February, which I'm very excited about. It's a six-week six book club, and we are reading Living the Artist's Way together. It's Julia Cameron's second book. She wrote this 30 years after The Artist's Way came oh, out, wow. if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. So she's like 75 right now. She wrote The Artist's Way when she was like 40, and she published this book with like right now when she's like in her 70s um but i've just been feeling a lot of peace from it because the book talks a lot about how to ask for guidance and how to seek Mm -hmm. guidance in your own intuition and i feel like grandma julia is gonna solve all of my problems (laughs) (laughs) so i'm very excited for a book club um and i've been doing like morning pages which is something that she talks about like freehand journaling longhand journaling three pages every single morning so that's just been kind of getting me back into a routine. And yeah, I have definitely seen benefits from my social media cleanse and just reading some more as well as being in my own thoughts. So um, if you have been thinking about social media cleanse and think it's a little woo-woo, it's not, <laughs> especially in our day and age where we're so occupied with what's going on with other people's lives and being so attached to our phone. It's mm-hmm. definitely something that you should consider, maybe even just for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing all that with us because that's really hard when you find yourself in that space and to be able to make that decision of cutting something out that can help, like you said, cleanse, um, reset, like fill yourself up with those positive um, intentions and feelings is great. So that's great to hear that you're already feeling the benefits and thank you. the book club sounds awesome. That's a great way to like focus positive energy. Yeah, just trying to like sharpen my mind a little bit more, Mm -hmm. I think. But yes, Mm -hmm. how about you, Ellie? How are you doing? At this moment, I'm doing well. Um, (laughs) Last week was also a little bit of a rough week um, in regards to things. I think things can just get very overwhelming where there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. when it comes to work, life, moving, wedding planning, podcast like there's a lot of really fun and exciting things um and sometimes it just gets a little bit crazy but i had a really nice weekend like relaxed i um we finally are having some nice sunny weather again in denver so yay went on a nice hike with my friends that was so nice to just like get out in nature i feel like nature is very healing um and then i think i talked about this last week i can't remember but i've started running Ooh, or getting into running. Yes. And you how has that been going? It's been going well. So I've what was today? I ran today and it was like my fourth time. So I'm still very very new to this. But I oh, really so enjoyed proud of it. You. Thank Yay. you. <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. I feel like it's been such a great way to like clear my mind and to mm. be outside. I try to run outside no matter what the weather is, um as long as it's not like dangerous. So that's been really nice. And I feel like I've seen a great improvement in my mental health and uh, just seeing the sunshine. Well, sometimes Mm -hmm. I run in cloudy days, but anyway, it's been great. So I really enjoyed that. Shout out to Rachel because she helped me with the running plan and she came up with a running plan for me. So if you are someone who is interested in getting started running, Maybe you're like me who like swore off running 
for life. <laughs> but she put together such a good plan that I've actually really enjoyed it. So if you're oh, wanting awesome. to start running, reach out to Rachel. She's been a guest on our podcast before. Um, so yeah, that's been good. I'm trying to think. I feel like a huge yeah. part of anything is just like enjoying your craft enjoy mm-hmm. like finding enjoyment in what you do because it's like whether you're weightlifting whether you're running you're not gonna you can't just like keep forcing yourself to do it if you don't find enjoyment in it yes so even that like simple shift in your mindset is so crucial when it comes to just like getting back to running again mm-hmm. and being consistent with it yes and that's helped me so much having accountability of she will be like Mondays, you do this run plan. Tuesdays, 30-minute walk. Wednesdays, this run plan. Thursdays, like go to yoga. So that's been so helpful to have a set plan where it takes the resistance out of doing it because Mm -hmm. you're not thinking about it. You're just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So that's been awesome. I've really enjoyed that. And yeah, it's it's been good so far. I'm just very, very excited about moving. And now we're coming up on four months until the wedding. So there's just a lot in my brain right now. And I'm working on ways to like clear my head and not let the stress get to me because Mm -hmm. there's a lot happening, but I'm doing well. And I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm doing a good job of balancing all of it. Yeah, I'm so excited. What you're doing tonight because it's just so cool. Oh, yes. So I'm tonight. It is, we're recording this on Monday, January 22nd, and it is the premiere of The Bachelor. So I'm going to watch The Bachelor with some friends. So one of my friends, she, um, her executive assistant for her uh, company is a candidate or a contestant. I don't know, contestant on The Bachelor. And so we're watching it. We're having a little watch party and cheering her on. And um, yeah, so we're about to go to that and making a charcuterie board. I love making charcuterie boards. So that's what I'm doing. Phenomenal. So this will be at somebody's house. And you'll be like sitting with her after she's gone through the experience. Yeah, I don't know if she'll be there. but, um, But I've chatted with her since she's come back. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yes. It's so, like it's crazy to wrap my mind around the fact that like they this they filmed this 2 months ago, like 2 and a half months ago. Yeah, it's so been now a while. like and now we're just watching it, but like mm-hmm. they've already lived their lives and know what has happened. Yes, they yes, it is crazy to think about and like Oh, I don't I don't know how I don't want to say th- I don't want to say too much, but like <laughs> I'm very curious to see how the editing will come out because I think as a contestant, yeah. that is something that would freak me out is like, you have no idea how they're going to spin you, True. you know, how they're mm-hmm. going to edit your personality or True. situations. And you're in this environment where you don't have a phone, you don't have, um, you Any can't contact, talk to friends yeah. and family, yeah, yeah, no contact where they kind of want to work you up and like create these heated yeah. experiences. So I'm not going to – yeah, I won't say too much, but I'm very curious yeah. to see what happens That's on so screen. true that, like, mm-hmm. this this is, like, the contestants' first time all watching it back, too. Yes. 
it, yeah like the bachelor the bachelorette is such a big production that yeah like you know if you say anything they're gonna like try to villainize you or yeah try yeah. to paint you one way when maybe that's not the case but um regardless i am a bachelor stand i will be watching joey season because i thought he was very sweet and i am cheering him on from what i've heard lately mm -hmm. so we'll see how mm -hmm. it goes yeah, I'm excited. So those are our little updates. But now let's get into the episode with Lauren. We're so excited for you to hear this conversation that surrounds so many different really impactful areas of life, including life, business, and big transformations in life that can really shake you and and rock you back. But how you come back from that and um, move forward is what matters, and she gives some really great tips. So I'm super excited to have everyone listen in on our conversation, and here we go. Bosses, feeling confident in your skin has never been easier. ClearStem has innovative products for all of your skincare needs. They also provide resources to help you learn about non-toxic ingredients and acne-safe ingredients in your skincare products. Feel radiant and empowered with a new skincare system. Visit byob-podcast.com slash ClearStem. That's C-L-E-A-R-S-T-E-M to get your skin clear today. Again, visit byob-podcast slash ClearStem to get your new skincare system. Hey, bosses. It is the BYOB girls again, back at it with another Thursday or whatever day you are listening here to trying to elevate your life and allow you to be the CEO of your life through BYOB. We're so glad you're here. Today, we have a very special guest. As you know, we're always trying to bring you people that's trying to take your life to the next level and overall just bring you some wholesome conversation and connect to some different people on the internet. Well, this week, me and Lauren, our guest, actually connected in person through a networking event that we went to. And you know how like when you go to a space, you step into it, there's people that you just gravitate towards and connect with right away. Yeah, this this was one of those times. So Lauren, welcome to BYOB. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I felt the same way. There is something that energetically happens at those events where I was like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, she's my people. Yes. <laughs> we're so excited to have you, Lauren. And for everyone listening, I think what we're talking about our topic today is going to be so relatable and transformative for so many people listening, talking about business aspects of life and life in general, big transitions yeah. in life. So I'm super excited for the conversation and can't wait to have you on the podcast, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we dive in, let's go ahead and share our beverages because it's BYOB, so we bring your own beverages along with our conversation. So, Lauren, what are you sipping on through to, throughout this morning? Yeah, you know what's so funny is you guys had sent the email over, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to be their most boring guest of all time because I literally <laughs> no." This is actually just water, but then at my office they had a little tea station. I was like, well, "Maybe I'll get a tea." Ooh. Not a coffee drinker. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, water and cheese. I How love nice? it. What are you guys drinking? I love it. I'm actually a tea drinker too. So we talk a lot about this, how me and Ellie are both very caffeine sensitive. Mm -hmm. And like we like a cup of coffee here and there, but like I can't have coffee past like 12. 
I can't have a coffee past noon or else I'll stay jittery and just stay up all night. So I am Mm -hmm. also a tea girly and I do have some tea today. Today I have a clove tea with a slice of lemon. And I was starting to feel a little bit of like sniffles, a little bit of a scratchy throat yesterday. And I saw on TikTok a while back that if you make clove tea and then like chew on some of the like the clove cloves clove leaves yeah Yeah, it it's tastes disgusting when you chew (laughs) on them but like it really does help that like kind of um the itchiness scratchiness go away but when you make clove tea it tastes kind of like a spiced almost like an apple cider kind of flavor it yes it it tastes like christmas it tastes like christmas so like that like spiced apple apple cider flavor cinnamony all that like holiday aspect i made it a lot like over christmas actually so if you're feeling a little bit of scratchiness because who knows what's going around now nowadays feel free to make some clove tea a little bit of honey delicious yum that sounds good that's a good tip too i haven't heard that before (laughs) yeah you'll have to try ellie yes so today, and also Lauren, water is not boring. I feel like there's been no. plenty of times we will just have water because you have to stay hydrated. Um, mm-hmm. So I do have water with me as well. And then my beverage that I'm sipping on is actually some, I am drinking coffee, but it's called Four Sigmatic. Have you guys yeah. heard of Four Sigmatic? Oh, I have like, yes. So it's like, um coffee that has lion's mane and chaga mushrooms Mm. so it helps with like this is the think blend so it really helps me to like have a clear mind focus do I always feel a difference I don't know I'm gonna say yes but um (laughs) it's half calf too which is nice oh because I feel like if I have a full cup of coffee I yeah I'm all over the place so Mm -hmm. that's what I'm sitting on in my boss energy mug so cute I do have a little bit of coffee today. Yes. Oh, that's so cute. Okay. I will have to uh, jot that brand down because I've had Lion's Mane Mushroom Coffee before, but like somebody else gave it to me and I didn't know the brand. And yeah, I've heard that with Lion's Mane Mushroom Coffee, it gets rid of the jitteriness and the Mm -hmm. like post-coffee anxiety that you sometimes feel. So I'm definitely going to have to try that because I love the coffee flavor and not so much of the jitters. Yes. I'm totally with you like a, a line with Four Sigmatic where it's just mushrooms and mm-hmm. so mm. if you're someone who's truly trying to like get off the coffee caffeine train like they have just like the all natural mm-hmm. yeah. mm. I haven't tried that yet but I, I do want to try it and um, yeah I just I really feel a difference like I love the taste of coffee similar to you Rianne but it just never I never feel good and sometimes it'll hit like hours after where yeah. it makes me anxious and jittery. So would yeah. recommend for anyone who feels the same. It's um this is just the instant powder. So you can also get it in a brewed like coffee beans that you brew. But yeah, Ooh. this is the Think Organic Coffee with Lion's Mane and Chaga. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Mushrooms. Very good. Would recommend. That's so cool. Uh, bringing you all the fun beverages today yes, and uh, <laughs> fun topics and fun guests, of course, because that's what we do on BYOB. Cheers, ladies. Thank you for being Cheers. here. Cheers. Woo-hoo. Well, like I mentioned before, Lauren and I met at an in-person networking event. 
I know we're in the digital age and we're recording this digitally, but it was so fun to be able to like go and meet new people. And Lauren is a mindset wellness coach, but she's so much more than that. Like, I feel like your title stems so, you know, you stem beyond your title. So I would love to give you the opportunity, Lauren, to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do to our audience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to go by like the bio sheet, I am a certified life and business coach and a speaker and an author and all those things. But really what I like to say is that I help women who value both the importance of being a boss in their careers or meaningful pursuits like that. That's kind of how I put that category together while simultaneously find extreme value in things like lifestyle and relationships and health and being able to, you know, we only get one go of this to like really live your life full out and in full color spectrum. Mm. Yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> That's such a beautiful way to put it because I feel like there's so many, I don't know if you feel this, whether you're a listener or Rian and Lauren, but I feel like, especially being a woman, there's so much pressure of like, you can't do everything and you can't be everything and um, like a career while also building a thriving social life and a strong family and like all these things, health aspects. So like to have that focus, I love that, what you said. And um, I think that speaks to so many people in, there's a lot, there's a lot to having a full vibrant life. And um, I'm so excited to hear, hear all of your thoughts about, about the coaching yeah. aspect to that. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're such holistic beings, you know? Like, I feel like there's just like what you said, Ellie, sometimes we focus like more of our identity on what our career title is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we focus more on like what we are passionate to do or think we're called to do in the world. But it's like we can be this and that it mm -hmm. just doesn't have to be one or the other and bringing in like the relationship type aspects of things and lifestyle and wellness is just overall like the whole pie it doesn't yeah. have to just have to be one slice of the pie which i love and i'm so excited to dive in more on your story lauren how did you come into this career path was it something that you stumbled upon what what is the story behind that twists and turns which i think that you know your listeners will probably relate to that we think we're going to do one thing and then we end up on a totally different life path. Yeah. So the, um, the long and short of it, if we like, we go back, I'm, I was somebody who I grew up as a theater kid. Um, I didn't have a healthy relationship with food or fitness. You know, I grew up pretty low income, so I wasn't exposed to like eating your veggies and that sort of thing. And I struggled with my weight. And then, you know, being a theater kid, I thought, well, I'll move to Hollywood and become an actress. And I didn't realize that was a whole different thing, a whole different, you know, Hollywood standards and um, all the body dysmorphic stuff that happens mm -hmm. in that entertainment industry. And so I ultimately went to school for nutrition and dietetics, thinking if I could learn all the things, I can at least intellectualize myself <laughs> into having the dream body, the dream health, the, you know, it would all, the dream career. And what I quickly realized was, although I was learning everything in textbooks, it wasn't landing. There was still a block. Mm -hmm. So um, I ultimately, and I'll come back to how we fixed that, but I ultimately got certified in Pilates. It was the first time I really fell in love with fitness. Mm -hmm. And then this is kind of the wild piece of the puzzle. I was 25. And what I always like to encourage new entrepreneurs at any age is that the, the beautiful thing is when you're on that new side, like there's a beauty of just not knowing any better. 
So I didn't know it was a big deal to open a business. I mean, I did. I was opening up a Pilates and nutrition studio at 25 in a brick and mortar. Wow. So I did it was wow. like a big deal. But I also, <laughs> you know, like God bless my parents that were like, okay, honey, why don't you go to local banks and ask for a business loan? Knowing full and well, they were not going to give a 25 year old, but they wanted me to have that experience of like mm. crafting my own business model plan and, um, you know, looking for the investors and that sort of thing. So I always like to say like, yes, and whatever, whether you are in the season of like, could I do this thing? Like right now, my partner and I are, are embarking on this totally different business venture that's different from what we do. And um, it, it it's, I'm at that beginner stage all over again of mm -hmm. like, why not? Why not give it a go? So all of that to say, I um, built that business over time. At 29, I sold it. I married my then husband and we moved to San Diego, California. And like I had mentioned, I grew up pretty low income. So when I when someone bought my little fitness studio for six figures, I literally thought I had Oprah money. I thought I was like the richest <laughs> person on the planet. And uh, we moved to San Diego, California, which is a very expensive place to live. And unfortunately, on the backside of things, you know, my marriage was really, really falling apart. I was with a partner who struggled heavily with mental health and addiction issues and was unemployed. And so very quickly, that reserve that we came out here with was gone. Mm -hmm. It seemed like overnight. It was like six to 12 months. So I hit the proverbial rock bottom. And I knew I still wanted to be in the wellness space, but I couldn't afford to be a broke Pilates instructor teaching classes around town or, you know, that, that wellness industry, unfortunately, unless you do it, do it right. There's not a lot of financial security that's involved with being a wellness practitioner. So my, I was spinning my wheels and I ultimately partnered with a direct sales company that was aligned with my fitness and nutrition um, goals. And so I went on to do that for the next five years and did really, really well. And so this, I would say is like, Tip number two in starting a new business or a new endeavor, or even if you're in a business already and you're kind of like floundering, I think the reason that I did so well in that business is because I was very coachable and I listened to instructions from people that were having success. So, you know, especially in like network marketing, a lot of people get into it and a lot of people fail, quite frankly, because it is, you know, 100% sales commission job. And um, you have to be self-motivated and all the things, but there's always a few people in whatever industry that you're in that are doing it well. So I went in and said, okay, who are the people that are doing this successfully and out of integrity? And, and I just aligned with those people. And I said, whatever your steps, A, B, and C are like, I'll do it. I'm not above it. Like you obviously know better. I'll do the steps. So that was part one was I found the the mentorship or the people that were doing it well. And the other piece was, you know, if you're trying to do something radically different, whether it's in business or your life, like maybe you're the first person in your family that really is focusing on their health or going to therapy for the first time. Like these are all pretty radical things. So what I like to say is like, put your blinders on, <laughs> put your blinders on to once again, the people that have, have been to the places where you have been and that are going to where you want to go. Because if we start bringing in all these other opinions, that's when we're like, okay, forget it, forget it. Sorry, sorry, I posted about my business on social media. Um, so just really staying in your lane and trying to shut out as much outside noise as you can. 
Mm-hmm. So then finally, um, I had then left that unhealthy marriage. I did a lot of healing, a lot of relationship growth through that. And I'm with my now partner and we have a set of two-year-old twins, which is kind of wild. Because oh. another piece <laughs> of my story is that I have a lot of infertility. And then uh, my partner and I, I mean, we, we consciously conceived, we didn't like accidentally, but we got pregnant on the first try with twins. It was kind of wild. Wow. <laughs> um, and now I have this, you know, throughout my time in the nutrition and fitness world, I got certified in life coaching, really not to be a life coach per se, but I was like, oh, this will just be like a great asset for my current clients. And what I realized was when I went back and thought about like Lauren in college, learning about all the textbook nutrition stuff, I was like, oh, this is the missing piece. Like people have some pretty deep subconscious stuff that's Mm -hmm. going on actually running the show that's preventing them. You know, we all know in, in reality, We all know we're supposed to eat well, exercise, don't overspend, um, don't date the bad boy. Like we all know those things, but like there's a reason we're not actually following through on them. And that was the missing piece that I found like so Mm -hmm. much deepness in. Yeah. Wow. I feel like you are, I feel like we just found the answer to all of our problems. Like have (laughs) a sit down conversation with Lauren. Yeah. One, (laughs) one and done. She's got you covered, but okay, but. There is truth to that because there is so much intersectionality that we don't talk about between like how our business stems from our wellness in a person. It's like when we are, our bodies are well, our mind is well, our soul Mm -hmm. is doing well, then our business performs well because it's like we have that, we built that foundation. And it's like if our relationships are going well, we have that support. So then our lives are still thriving so like i i really do believe that there's a lot of truth in that and be able to find a resource and in someone who has the experience the life experience of going through all of these things to be able to sit down with you and talk about how to work through some of these transitions and challenges that you might face i feel like that's a game changer Mm -hmm. and such a value that you provide to your clients Mm-hmm. And I knew that we connected on a deeper level because as soon as you said theater kid, I was like, yep, that's it. That's yes, that. relatable. <laughs> yep. That's where we clicked right off the bat. <laughs> we're all theater kids. But yes. that, yeah, I thank you so much for sharing your story, Lauren. And um, the different like thoughts and the path that that took you. And um, so – yeah, and I didn't know either about your Pilates and nutrition studio. That's so cool to hear the background there and like the mindset of not really having those, like when you said you don't really know and you don't really have those limiting beliefs, I guess. You're like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to figure out what my obstacles are. Like that is so incredible hearing that story too at a young age of being and starting a business and hearing – um Hearing your story there too is really cool. You serve as a coach in two different spaces. So you kind of mentioned this where you have the business coaching and really focusing on wellness entrepreneurs. And then on the other side of that, life coaching specifically for big life transitions and hearing those um, stories of what you just shared with us, um, what kind of sparked your interest in those two areas in like getting started, I guess. Was there a moment that you're like, okay, this is what I need to do. Like I need to help people who went through these experiences or were you finding there wasn't really a resource for what you were looking for at the time? Like what really kickstarted you into that? Um, like those two areas were like, this is my, my secret sauce. Right. Yeah. 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 
So I would say we'll start with like the, the general, the general life coaching, if you will, or those like big life transitions. What I found was, and if you're an entrepreneur, I feel like in your audience, probably who's listening, like y'all are pretty savvy. Like you're listening to the podcast, you're reading the personal development books. You might've even gone to a seminar, I don't know, <laughs> like all the different things. And um, especially being in, in the sales industry, like they really pump us full of all of that, like positive motivation and all the things. Mm-hmm. And I was finding that that got me so far. I mean, that literally got me leaps and bounds. And then I had some major, major life milestones. Like I said, first the infertility with my former husband, then the unexpected divorce. Then I lost my mom unexpectedly. So I had these like big life categories that were really just like, knocking the ground out from underneath mm-hmm. me. I thought, okay, I this would be a season to go to therapy. <laughs> and I'm a big advocate for therapy for sure. I mean, I like to say if you can have a team, have a team, have a therapist, have a coach, have a healer, whoever mm-hmm. you need. But like what I really um got gleaned the most value out of in that season was yes, I needed the therapy. Yes, I needed the personal growth, but I kind of needed something in the middle. I needed something more than a self-help book and something that was a little bit more action oriented. That because I was in a season of like, I have to build a business. I'm now on my own with this former husband who spent all my money and I've got to like take forward progressive action. That's pretty direct. So I, that was the first time I went like all in on a big coaching experience and it completely changed my life. So I would say part of it was personal. And then with the wellness entrepreneurs, this is just, it's funny, like, um, it, this is just what I attracted, I think, because I had built a business both brick and mortar and I had mm-hmm. built a business online and I had built both of them up to six figure businesses. So it became this like, can I, it's more of like, I don't want to say a consultant role because even when my business clients come to me, it's like, all right, we're going to, yes, tell me your numbers. Tell me like if marketing is hard or yada, yada, yada. But also like, we're, I'm going to ask you about your personal life. I'm going to say like, what's your life like at home right now? what it what are you doing to take care of yourself like what does your fitness routine look like like, Mm -hmm. yeah we got to talk about i'm like (laughs) so um so that one is more of like a hybrid and i work with people both one-on-one and in group settings that we can kind of chat a little bit about more later but really it's getting them like if when you go into a coaching scenario and everybody has different modalities and formats which is really beautiful that ultimately my job as a coach is twofold. I should ultimately believe in you more than you are currently believing in yourself because that is the the secret sauce that we need to like actually take that leap of faith. And then Mm -hmm. the other piece of it is my job as a coach is to get you to make decisions faster, which is kind of random. People might not think that. And really what happens is with decision-making, the way our brain, our brains are like lovely, but they're not meant to actually move the needle forward. They're meant to like keep us safe as if mm-hmm. we were in days from a saber tooth tiger. So ultimately when we have to have a hard conversation with our partner or say yes to signing the lease for the business, like that's pretty scary stuff. And our brain registers it as that. And mm-hmm. it's my job to lead you through a specific process so that not that it's a, like I'm I'm gearing you towards a yes or a no, but that you feel completely in sovereignty of like, I know exactly why I'm making this decision and it's data. Like it's just going to get me to where I want to go. So, so often people are like, oh, I overthink, I overthink, I overthink. I hear that a lot. And it's not the decision-making process that's hard. It's that like, if we are here on one side of the spectrum and if you're listening, 
podcast wise. Like if you're like one side of the spectrum and then you're on the, the other side of the spectrum is where you want to actually be. The hard part is the dance in between them. Mm-hmm. It's not actually the decision, it's the dance in between. So it's my job to make that dance shorter so that we can just keep moving on, keep moving on. Mm. That's such a good way to put it. I love that example and so impactful. I know for me, I always say I'm an overthinker, but I think that's such a good way to put it of like, sometimes we are our worst enemy and holding ourselves back from moving forward faster. And um, I know for me, like I'll just sit and think about all the what ifs or what could happen, but it's like, you don't know unless you just do it, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's such a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Making shorter goals for yourself and making it more like digestible. I think a lot of people say like you can't what is that phrase like how do you eat an elephant or something like and then they're like one <laughs> bite at a time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. kind of a interesting metaphor but you know like yeah when you're take kept tackling monumental things and trying to achieve big goals it's like the steps are gonna get you somewhere is to just continue that forward momentum one step at a time one step at a time and I think like that's something that like that's advice that I need to internalize for myself because so often I set lofty goals for myself and I get really disappointed that like I don't get there right away or get that like instantaneous success that I want. But it's like, why didn't I just like break it down into smaller goals? This way I still get that instantaneous success and like feel accomplished rather than feeling like that goal is so out of reach, you know? Yeah. So I think that's- on that? That'll be helpful. Yes, absolutely. Because I see this all the time. And I think where people get, I, I think that like when you're goal setting or whatever, there should be two sides to this. You take the time, I don't know, once a year, once every six months, once a quarter, and you draft out, or if you're a vision board kind of gal, but you draft out the most beautiful expression of your life that you can imagine. Like mm. this should be the most ostentatious way of you viewing your finances, your career, your relationships, your health, your lifestyle, all of that. And then you should be for your subconscious and how it works. You should be reading it or looking at it every single day. So what I like to say is that's just like massaging your subconscious to like Mm -hmm. keep looking. It's that whole concept of you shopping for the red Toyota. Now you start to see red Toyota. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to goal setting, you're exactly right. Because everybody looks at that vision board and they go, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure. When meanwhile, what I do when I work with clients and I have like a, a six month mastermind group where we come in with our top three banner goals of the year. And then with those three goals, we do reverse engineer them. And the thing is, your brain will only get on board with about 50% more than what you're currently doing. So what mm-hmm. that means is, like, let's say you have financial goals, but maybe you made $50,000 last year. And you're like, my vision board says I'm going to make $150,000. Your brain will really only believe you up into about 75K. Mm. So, start, and, and the way that you get to the 150 is your brain has to get excited that it's hit 75K so it can keep going. So mm. what I like to say to people is two, twofold. Like one, when you're goal setting, you want them about 50% higher than what you've currently done. Hit it and then move on. The other side of it, and this is for people who um, have like more, maybe say like revenue goals. Like maybe you're like, I, my goal is to pay down $2,000 every month of my debt. And then the end of the month comes and like, maybe you've only paid off 1500 and you feel like a loser. And so now it's that whole thing of like, great. I didn't follow through on my word. 
Whereas what I like to say to my clients is like, just keep going. So don't mm-hmm. start over on February 1st, keep going. Maybe you'll realize it took you until February 10th to pay off that 2000 that you said you were going to. So now, you know, now, you know, it takes you 40 days instead of 30 days. Like that's not a big deal. So when you go to repeat it next month, maybe you do pay that the next $2,000 chunk off in like 35 days or 30 days. And so I think so often we set calendar goals, which we need to, like mm-hmm. you said, and I say to my clients, it's not a, this is not a cop out to not hit your goals. <laughs> this is just, if you don't hit them, you keep going rather than shooting yourself in the foot and starting mm-hmm. completely over at zero and all the mind drama that comes up alongside that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I think like it teaches us to give our give ourselves some grace too, because of the fact that like we're still learning about ourselves. We're still learning as we go through life. And rather than punishing us for learning, we should encourage ourselves to continue because of the fact that we're being resilient and that we're growing and pushing forward. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Wow, that's so cool. I want to go back to the fact that like when you talked about before starting your business, before being in this space, you went through a lot. You (laughs) went through a lot personally. And I think when people hear that, it's really encouraging to hear that like somebody who maybe have gone through these difficult aspects and challenges or different phases in their lives as well can still make something beautiful out of those things. So like, Talk a little bit more if you want to about some of the experiences that you went through, because those are huge life transitions of their own, let alone you went through multiple of them, maybe in the same phase of time. And I think it can be really hard to like even get ourselves out of that mindset and create a business or create something out of out of the passion that we have in our hearts when there's so much going on that can be weighing on us. So what yeah. advice do you have for people that might be going through the same walk of life? I think if you're really in that initial season to find things that, you know, when you're going through trauma, the last thing you want to do, you don't have the brain power to make more decisions. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, you're supposed to be doing good things for yourself. Um, you know, you're supposed to eat healthy and like all the things. But what I like to say to people is like, choose something. It sounds kind of like, um, I don't know how it's going to sound, but like choose something that's pre-programmed. So this, this like a very tangible example was I was using a home fitness platform that had different programs on it. Like here's something that's 21 days of this, 30 days of that, 90 days of that. And when I had to like, when I had gotten divorced and I had moved in with roommates for the first time in years at 31, um, I had like, I didn't know which way was up. I didn't, I had to start this business. I had no money. But so nothing in my life was in my control. And the one thing that was, was like as silly as it was pressing play on these like silly 30 minute workouts that I could do every day. And it wasn't like I was like scrolling YouTube trying to see if I was supposed to do like Pilates or hit training. It was like day one, this is your arm workout. Day two, Mm -hmm. this is your cardio workout. And so I knew that I had no idea what was going to happen in the day, but I could choose this like pre-programmed 30 minute home fitness thing. Mm -hmm. Same thing with going to therapy. Like, you know, that every Thursday you're going to meet with your therapist. It's like something that's like staple in your life. So like, that was something that was a repeatable task that Mm -hmm. I did at that time. Um, 
same thing with like mindset stuff. So a lot of people are like, oh, journal or oh, meditate. If you are not used to meditating or journaling and you're like, well, great. I almost like get one like a, a book where it's like, here's 30 journal prompts for the next 30 days, or here's a guided meditation schedule on an app. And like, not that I always am a proponent of like all the meditation apps, but if it has like a 30 day schedule, like something is better than nothing. And you mm-hmm. need to create those little bits of confidence and uh, like certainty. The big thing with trauma is that there's so much uncertainty. So if you can find little nuggets of certainty throughout your day, it's a huge game changer. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so good. That's such good advice. And it takes, like, I'm sure in that feeling too, it's like you said, you don't want to make another decision. Yeah. You probably like, I cannot bring myself to come up with a 30 day workout plan. So yeah, yeah finding those yeah. pieces that are already made to yeah automate pieces of your life where you can. And yeah. I'm sure at a certain point too, you become you become like excited and looking forward to those things and it helps propel you forward as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked definitely about like the two pieces of the business that you're in when it comes to wellness and coaching, bridging those through the overall whole piece of the pie type of deal with um, building yourself as a person and focusing on what you like to do, who you are, and then stemming out from there. And then we talked about tips to share um, for someone that's navigating big transitions. Um, How about some tips for people that want to get into the wellness space or start their own business, but they don't really know? know where to start. Yeah, I know. Cause I was like, I have very specific examples for wellness entrepreneurs, but if that's not like your audience, cause I would say, you know, there's different ways that you can earn different income streams, whether mm-hmm. you are um, like a yoga instructor or a Reiki practitioner, or like I have a, one of my clients right now is a massage therapist and we've worked on growing her revenue. So all of that. But I think that in terms of starting this, this might not be what you, this might be a, a weird thing to say, but when you're starting a business, I think so often we put a lot of pressure on that business to perform. Most of us are either, um, they, we usually have another job. So we're already comparing it to that income at whatever mm-hmm. that level is. So you're already like, well, I'm hoping to match that income with this new job. And so I like to say to people, when you have a new business, it's much like having a newborn baby. You cannot mm. expect that newborn baby to walk across the room on like month two. So <laughs> really nurturing it, not mm-hmm. because what happens, especially in the service industry, is then if we are resentful that we're not hitting our numbers, that is how we show up when we meet people. And it's super gross. That's when you're like, well, why aren't I signing clients? And like and you're like sending spammy cold messages to people. Um, whereas you either want to come into a new business with either like savings or a financial reserve, or just keep working your other job. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to quit it. Just keep working your other job as that other income starts to build up. So taking the financial, I wish someone had told me that because I like really like beat, beat the nail into the whatever, um, to, you will go so much further faster if you don't put that kind of pressure on your new budding business. Mm-hmm. The other piece of it is if you're an entrepreneur, you got you got to talk to people. So whether that's in the online space or the in-person space, um, energetically, there's a huge woo-woo component of me. But I would say it's funny. I was talking to a client this week about networking events, for example. And I said, without fail, I go to like on average two weeks. Some weeks it's a lot. Some weeks it's like one or none. But 
I don't ever go to them thinking I'm going to sign a client that night. Mm-hmm. I think that if I show up and if I meet quality humans and I listen to their story, that, and it might, the funny, like ultimately I will typically get a client usually that week or the week after. And mm-hmm. it's probably not from that networking event, but I honestly think that the universe, God, source, energy sees you showing up that it then opens up the energetic pathways to send mm-hmm. you other clients in any which way that, you know, we can't predict. Mm-hmm. That totally. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. I think that is such, so true. Like the energy is such a real thing and the energy we give out and give to others um, and we receive, like that makes such a difference. And I think you mentioned too, the red Toyota, like that happened to me when I was car shopping. I was like, I want this car. And then that's all I saw on the roads. And I feel like when you open your mind and you change your mindset to like accept that energy in, you'll find those opportunities and those pathways to get you to where you want to go. And um, yeah, that's incredible. And have you seen, we were kind of talking about this before we pressed record, but with those networking sessions, um, the last, oh my gosh, now four years, that's crazy. It's just been a very interesting time of oh, so many things have shifted to become more virtual where it's not. And I feel like we're kind of seeing more in-person events and things are kind of like bouncing back, but have you felt a shift um, in, in the energy of like going to in-person events and people really feeling that excitement and energy after, you know, a few years of everything was very virtual focused. Have you kind of felt a difference where, um, people are, or you are feeling that different energy. Yeah. 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 And we, we did talk about this earlier. So even before the pandemic, I was doing online health and fitness coaching. And then that was like, I freaking crushed it during the pandemic because I had an, an at-home solution and an at-home income mm-hmm. stream for people. So that was really fruitful. And then I went straight there to having babies. So like I have lived behind a screen from 2017. So like the past six years. So And then at the beginning of 2023, I was like, I'm just going to kind of do an experiment and I'm, I'm a little burnt out on the social media world. Mm -hmm. So I thought, could I actually match and not just match, but grow my income, my revenue by just going to in-person events. And like, Mm -hmm. I did have some social media presence. I didn't just like shut it off altogether, but I definitely was not spending time on it intentionally. Like I had in years past. Mm -hmm. And I averaged about two in-person events a week. And um, it was responsible for about 85% of my revenue last year, which is kind of wild. Wow. And so for me, it was really fulfilling. This year, I feel like it's it's getting a little bit more balanced again. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's another tip for new entrepreneurs is that um, because there is so much available in the online space and, you know, I don't, I feel, I I come in contact with a lot of people who are like content creators or want to put out a service online, like course creation is really a big thing right now. Mm-hmm. And so if your goals, and I also work with a lot of people that don't necessarily have an audience. So this is a different conversation. If you're somebody who already has a large and, and engaged following, mm-hmm. if you are somebody who's coming into the space, totally green, I really recommend if, and, and that earning income is your goal, then you are going to get there quicker by meeting people one Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing that takes people out of the game is that, you know, you see these mega influencers and all the things and you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. 
And what you, I saw this stat that the most successful content creators, they like Instagram did all their little numbers, all the things have been doing content creation for on average 10 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have one client who I support that she's a YouTuber, but like she puts all of her time and attention into creating content for YouTube. And even still, like she's got a pretty large following. Now we're starting to have conversations mm -hmm. around how do we actually monetize this down mm -hmm. the road? So if social media is your passion, go for it. Just know that it is the long game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice. And it's interesting too, like, as you mentioned those stats, I'm sure those people who have been there the long game, like they have very engaged audiences too. Or like your client yeah. who's now looking to monetize, it's like she has people who have been supporting her, watching her. I know I love watching YouTube videos and I'm like, oh yeah, we're just cozy friends catching up, you know, yeah. even though we've never met in real life. Like you really feel that connection when um, you invest in that instead of just like, okay, I'm going to try to make a viral video and maybe I'll gain a million followers, but they have no connection to you or engagement possibly. So yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so it's so fun talking about entrepreneurship and how, like Rianne said at the beginning, how this is so holistic of your you know, business, personal life, all of these things mm -hmm. really weaving in together and things change throughout life and with life um, circumstances and events. But entrepreneurship seems to be a thing that has really been a very common presence in your life yeah. throughout since, I mean, 25, really starting your Pilates and nutrition studio. So I'm curious, like, what is your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur and especially throughout all these different seasons and um, paths that you've gone through? That's a good one. I think the little, I think like the little twinge a rebel in me loves that I get to be my own boss and like that I mm -hmm. get to my own schedule and um, that I have that flexibility and freedom. Now, the other mistake entrepreneurs make is they're like, I can make my own schedule. And then you're like, well, shoot, you still got to work. Yeah. <laughs> so that's downfall. That's the downfall. But um, I really love the freedom that it affords. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that your favorite part about being an entrepreneur is being your own boss. So we like to say being your own boss doesn't necessarily mean that you mm -hmm. have to be an entrepreneur. It means taking advantage of your own life, be it being the CEO of your life. But what does that mean to you? The answer that comes to mind is intuitively kind of to, to spin off of what you were just saying is what it really means is that I have to lead me first mm -hmm. in all areas, whether it's business. Like if I'm expecting people to to sign up for my products and programs. If I'm expecting my kids to eat broccoli for dinner, like I have to lead me first in order to do that. So I always say like entrepreneurship um, is just a, a personal growth uh, strategy wrapped up in different packaging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. We've heard that a lot from yes. our <laughs> entrepreneur friends, um, which which is great. I think it does stem from that. You do so much growing in yourself mm -hmm. and 
entrepreneurship i say this a lot but like entrepreneurship especially in the beginning phases is like holding sand there's nothing concrete you always feel like it's gonna slip right through your fingertips and there's nothing solid but you learn a lot about how you can mold that sand into what you want it to be what do you want it to be metaphor i'm I'm yeah i've never heard that make it into a sandcastle you can make it into whatever but yeah like as you learn you as you go through life you learn how to make that sand more malleable to what you want it to be and i think that's exactly what entrepreneurship is and i love your story lauren of sharing from your experiences of being in sales and then bridging the wellness space into it and overall tying in what you feel is important about the foundations of relationships your health Mm -hmm. your like going to therapy that's something that we also talk a lot about about. It's a very holistic view of looking at things, just like we said. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that we often forget, but it's very important. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for the amazing stories and messages and tangible steps. I know that you gave so many great tips and things to think about. Like my brain is spinning right now of like, I need to think about that and all the different mm-hmm. steps and advice that you gave. And I'm sure there are many people listening who would love to connect with you to learn more, learn more about your coaching, and also just continue to have those good vibes and and good action steps and advice in their corner. So Mm -hmm. how can our listeners connect with you? Yeah. Um, So I have a website, lauren-page.com. On IG, I'm Lauren Page. Says I always say like, just shoot me a DM. Like say like, oh my gosh, I heard you on the BYOB podcast. Um, I'm very accessible, and I was like pretty terrible at email, but other other channels I'm pretty good at. And then really like the brainchild that I'm so excited about right now is I have this six month mastermind. It's called the Life Makeover Method, mm-hmm. and it's everything kind of what you spoke about earlier. It's everything I wished I had had. So it combines one on one coaching with group coaching with modules of like actual training, like tools that you can then take into real life. I bring on really fabulous guest speakers. Uh, like this month, we have a gal chatting about human design, which is super Ooh, cool. And, um, and a really supportive community. It's just an intimate group of women. So with that mastermind, I bring people on once a month. So if that's something, if you're like, I want to like get into this coaching world, I don't really know what it looks like, but this has been a fun conversation. Then I would say, just shoot me a DM or message and say like, what's that mastermind thing you're talking about? Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Awesome. I love a good mastermind. Okay. But for somebody listening, like, what would you say, um, who would that mastermind be for? Would you say? Uh, so it's women only now that we don't love our men, but, uh, it's like a sacred feminine space. And then honestly, it's so funny, you know, in my industry, it's very buzzy for people to be like, pick your niche, pick your niche. Uh, and I just, I can't do it. Like I can't find mm-hmm. it because I do believe that like you need every pillar. So for mm-hmm. example, we have a couple of gals in there that are entrepreneurs that are looking to build their businesses and grow their revenue. Um, we also have somebody in there that is t- looking to take her relationship or partnership to a deeper level. So we're going to have a whole month mm. on relationships and sexuality and everything like that. Um, there's going to be a health month. There's going to be a money and finance month. Mm-hmm. There's going to be uh, the final month is all around growth and contribution because that's really what fills our cup. So yeah. like, how do we implement that once we've gotten the rest of the pie uh, taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's Anybody awesome. Wants, wants a more fulfilling life. Usually when yeah. they're like twenties, thirties, forties, that's usually the genre. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so cool. And how it's focused on so many different pillars of wellness because yeah. it is a total approach, you know, 
I love that. And how you said, you know, you can't just narrow down to one niche because we are complex, multifaceted humans who have many passions and areas going on within life. Um, So thank you, Lauren. We'll make sure to link all of those areas in our show notes Mm -hmm. below. So definitely check those out so that you can connect with Lauren. Um, But this was such an incredible conversation to be able to hear more about your experience in all of these different areas from big life transitions to coaching and starting businesses. And we love to end our episodes with an affirmation and would love to have you share an affirmation for our listeners. Yeah. So I think this applies to both categories. If you're like really in the thick of it and if you're starting a new business, which is also like pretty scary, I love the affirmation. What if it was fun and what if it was easy? Mm. Because it can be. And I think so often we think like business is supposed to be hard. Like, you know, we all got sold this, like, you've got to, um, you've got to pay your dues and you do for sure. There is that whole season. And at the same time, while you are in that stage of building a new thing or overcoming a pretty hard thing, what is something that day that like, what if it got to be a little bit lighter and that just opened you up a little bit more into curiosity? Yeah. Yeah. Make it fun and make it easy. Yeah, why not? Gee, I love it. So heavy sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so right. So good. I, I love the energy that you bring towards it. I feel like people that can just hear your personality through through the screen, who can just like it just through their phone or wherever they're listening, it is a contagious energy that is just like so positive and so amazing. So I am so grateful that we were able to share your story with our audience, as well as be able to learn from you as well. Just like Ellie said, so many tangible, Mm -hmm. awesome tips of how to bring your whole self to your business, which is something that I feel like we all need, whether we're trying to be an entrepreneur or not, of course. But yes, that was phenomenal. And I'm so glad we had the time today. Lauren, you are a boss. Thank you for being on BYOB. This was amazing. Thank you so much.